What's up, everybody, and welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for April 28th, 2020. I'm your host today, Imran Khan, and joining me is FM3 underscore himself, Fran Mirabel Third. How you doing, Fran? I'm good, man. Hopefully, uh, Discord's behaving itself. It's a whole new world, working from home, underscore. Discord is, I'm sure, like, just completely aghast at us hosting again, because it's been (laughs) forever. It's been, I think, like... December was the last time we hosted. Was it really that long? Wow, that's actually kind of crazy. Because, yeah, it's not like I haven't been on, you know, kind of funny recently. Some folks have been asking. They're like, oh, when are you going to be on again? So glad to be back today. But uh, I think the last thing I did was play in Division, um, the latest updates with Greg. We did a a Let's Play. And that was in the studio. So, yeah. And then, of course, the Borderlands show, which we always have roughly uh, a monthly or it's not monthly, quarterly Borderlands show. The people so. need Fran. They need their Fran cakes. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Fran cakes. Wow. I don't and know we need Fran. <laughs> we need Fran because today we have stories like Stadia Connect happened just an hour ago. There's possible PS5 news. We want to know what Phil Spencer thinks about next gen and more stories because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. To be part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames for bronze members are above. Get to write in and silver members are above. Get the show ad-free along with the exclusive daily post-show. But before all that, Fran, I'm super rusty, but we have to go back to housekeeping. I never had to think about this. I figured when Blessing was on, like, that's it. That's the last one I have to think about. Oh, have you not hosted in a while? I've not I've not hosted. I've co-hosted since then. Oh, wow. But, like, We're I never had to think about ad reads the... or housekeeping. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's Greg's like, hey, you want to host it? I'm like, sure. So, that's yeah, here we, we do are. it, right? Yeah, yeah, same. Exactly. We're because uh, of the Stadia Connect and things got busy. We're um, we're kind of filling in, but we'll be fine. Yeah, it's okay. We'll we'll figure it out. You're doing a great job so far. So we got housekeeping today. It's our second sponsored Predator Hunting Ground stream. That's today, Tuesday at two p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Kind of funny is going to hunt down the one, the only Predator Al Tribesman on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. I've seen a bunch of people complain on Twitter about how Greg is just too good at Predator. Yeah, is that so, an AI Tribesman? I was wondering the same thing. Is I, it okay, Al yes. or AI? It's Al. It's Al. Is Tribesman. it Al? Yeah, he's one of our <laughs> Patreon producers. Uh, his okay. name is Al, Al Tribesman, and for whatever reason, somehow I... <laughs> Nick made a connection to the Predator, the movie The Predator, and for like six months has been being making different noises and sounds that the predator makes. And now this game is out and we're going to hunt him down. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Yeah. That's a good joke. Well, let's also talk about the other Patreon people who, to whom we owe like such a great debt. Our Patreon producers are Muhammad Muhammad, Al Tribesman himself, black and blackjack. And today we're brought to you about old spice, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some new. We got six stories today. A baker's dozen. <laughs> it's so much more like subdued now. Yeah. Can you not you guys, yell because of the name? No, you guys it? missed it. Yesterday, I yelled. I decided to do the opposite thing, and I yelled <laughs> as loud as possible, and it was very, very loud. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm not doing that like, again for a while. <laughs> I saw Audio the that like someone was going, oh, the, the Baker's Dozen is way too loud now. And I was like, posting that is just going to make Kevin go louder. No, 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 no. I instantly regretted it. Where I was like, oh, it'll be <laughs> funny if like I, I don't do it on mic. If I like go over to the side and do it as loud as I can. And it was funny. Yeah. Obviously, going to the extreme is the funniest possible option, but then you can't do that again for at least a week. You got to bring it back at like some random. And Friday. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. It's dangerous messing with like super loud levels over Discord and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, I mean, that's what happens is you're like, I'm gonna scream, and then you're like, Oh god, I just blew everybody's like, you know, headphones out. Yeah, yeah. Speaking that's of blowing headphones out, there was a Stadia Connect fan an hour ago. They what? dropped it on YouTube. They announced it two days ago. They just mm -hmm. dropped it on YouTube. It was a pre-recorded thing. I'm going to read from Matt Kim's report on IGN of what they actually announced, and then we can discuss a little bit more about, like, overall thoughts. So Google hosted a new Stadium Connect live stream today that revealed a variety of new titles coming to its video game streaming service. Big titles like PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds will be available as early as, of, as today, while other major hits like Star Wars, Jedi, Fallen Order are coming soon. PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds will be available on Stadia today after Stadia Connect. Players can choose from either the $29.99 base version or the $39.99 Pioneer Edition that includes the base game, Survivor's Pass, Cold Front, and Stadia Exclusive Skin Set. Stadia Pro members will also receive the Pioneer Edition for free starting today. Read IGN. No, that's not pointless, or pointless to read out loud, but okay. Google also announced a trio of games coming to Stadia later this year. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will be available this fall, while Madden and FIFA will be available this winter. Here's the rest of the new games announced today for Google Stadia. Krayta, first on Stadia, free with Stadia Pro this summer. An all-ages game that lets players create multiplayer games and share them online. Get Packed, first on Stadia, available on April 28th, a co-op game for one to four players where players must work together to help the town of Ditchlington move their belongings. Think Overcooked, but about moving. Wave Break, first on Stadia, a 1980s Miami Vice-inspired arcade skateboard game. Ember, first on Stadia and PC, early access begins May 21st. Includes Stream Connect, a firefighting game where players join an elite group of firefighters as they save lives and put out infernos. Zombie Army 4, Dead War, free with Stadia Pro on May 1st. Zombie Army 4, Mission 2, Blood Count, add-on coming soon. Rebellion's popular co-op zombie game, team up with friends and fight wave after wave of undead soldiers. Octopath Traveler, available on April 28th, the throwback turn-based RPG from Acquire. Rock of Ages 3, available in June, the third in the wacky tower defense game where your goal is to bulldoze through enemies in a giant rock. Google recently made the base version of Stadia free for anyone with a Google account. So, a lot of things announced there. Even though they announced a number of new games, which I think is important for Stadia, I think the mm -hmm. big headliners are still PUBG and Fallen Order coming. Yeah. Yeah, I thought PUBG was, I mean, that was big. You know, you want, when you have a, a connect or an, an alive announcement, right, you need some kind of banging announcement. And I feel like we've gone through a, a couple connects and you're like, well, I understand they're just getting started. You know what I mean? I feel like those have always been the impressions. Mm -hmm. um, you walk away, you're like, ah, I was kind of looking for a banger of an announcement. And I know that PUBG is not the newest game, but that's, that's big, you know, um, to be able to play... You know, I haven't played it myself, but if its performance is good, um, to not have a computer uh, or a, you know, well, I know that PUBG's on more stuff now, but if the performance is better than consoles, hopefully, from a visual standpoint, I do think that's a big announcement. Um, but I haven't played it, so yeah. who's to say? The performance is good thing is key, because, like, 
they need a good example of a multiplayer shooter going, hey, no, this is actually works well on Stadia. You don't need to have this yeah. on your hard drive. Yeah, I mean, I think the selling point, what you want to hear is, oh, I, in the same way that, you know, Destiny, as you know, I'm a Destiny player, is a good example. Like, you can play that at 30 frames a second on consoles, and that's that's fine. I did that for many years, yeah. and eventually I got my PC copy, and I, you know, everybody talks about it. You're like, I'm glad I'm done with that, and that's where we're headed with PS5 and Xbox, but, like, if you can play PUBG at a stable 60 frames a second, or, you know, I don't know if it supports more or anything like that yet but um but that's big right because uh well again i, I don't really play on the consoles so like certain games like fortnite and that they do run at 60 and but the point is if it visually looks better um and you're getting more stable call it pc type graphics plus it's just no downloads i think that's uh it's it's a big drop because PUBG's is a cool game yeah and follower also a kind of a big get and also a big test for stadia because the for right or wrong reasons, that thing still has a reputation of being like iffy, De yeah. like depending on your connection. So, and that follower also a very parry heavy game. So, Wait. if you don't have right timing for that game, then it's going to be a problem to play. Yeah, that's a good point. I was gonna say it has a reputation for being iffy still. I mean, I know it launched with some like bugs and stuff, but you're saying Fallen Order because of that has like had trouble shaking that. Well, I don't mean, I mean, Stadia has a, like, I was oh, talking to people Stadia, today sure. who said, like, oh, I tried the free two months they gave, and that's also part of this, Stadia is giving away more more free time for people, but people have tried it, and they said, like, well, this didn't work for me, like, I don't live in a big city with a great internet connection, so right. trying one of these is a bigger deal for them, and if it works, then great, yeah. it's a it's a way to convince people to come on the boat. Right. Well, I mean, what's interesting, I personally think that PUBG is the the tougher test because it is, you know, it's competitive multiplayer online shooter. The difference between, you know, you're sniping across a field, you know, the difference in the lag and all that is super important. Where I feel like uh, Fallen, you're right. It is, uh, you know, games like Sekiro and that you need that exact very French, the heads up. But... You're like freezing up and getting all robotic sounding. It's some real like Dang. 1999 real player vibes. Yeah. Isn't it a bummer? Yeah, you immediately like you're not even moving right now. It's not my connection. I'm telling you, man, it's not me. It's not me. It's my connection is good. So I don't know what the problem is. If you need me to reconnect, though, tell me. Uh, why don't we give that a try? Just because uh, I don't know how long we could do this for. Like this why is, is a show, but it's hilarious. Why is it me that's getting singled out? I don't know because you know Imran's Imran's great, so it make, kind of makes it look like maybe it's not. Uh, you know, it's not. I want to do a speed test. I'm gonna share my screen. Should I restart right now, Kev? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Disconnect and reconnect. Thanks, man. So, Kevin, how are you doing? Oh man, you know I'm living my best best life. Uh, dealing with all these little. Uh, Little issues that are coming up with, uh, oh, uh, it screwed up the screen, uh, with Discord and try to figure out what, the, it's funny because like on the fly we have to try to figure out what the best solution is and it's just live experimenting and it, it's kind of shitty but at the same time people are the best and they are super cool and they understand. Yeah, um, everyone has a built-in excuse right now of yeah. shit's fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any better? Yeah. For now, let's see. Yeah, we'll see how long it's it lasts. Not my connection. That's what I was saying. It's not me. I'm gonna do a speed test live. I don't know. Everyone in the we chat have... is saying it's your connection. 
Uh, it's not. I'm gonna it's share just, my that's screen. What they're You're so defensive about your connection, Fran. I think it's hilarious. I, I, and he only has, has like 30 up. It, that's, Fran, 30 up's not great. It's way more than 35 up is a sure. ton. No, hey man, you're need, right. I stream. I stream every night, super high quality, and have no problems. <laughs> I anyway. I think it's just the internet cannot handle that hair, Fran. It's like. It, yeah, my camera is actually too good. That's the problem. I just can't handle it. It might be your yeah. capture card because right now you started freezing up again. I don't know if you're trying to move or you're just trying to go oh into the mic. <laughs> We're having more issues, really. Open, <laughs> open up uh, Twitch. Have it open and muted. Watch yourself. I have it. I have it open to the side. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's dropping just... frames, Kevin. I mean, it's. It's it totally just picks frozen. The perfect keyframes every time, and it's yeah. funny to me. Um, again, this none of this makes sense. There's nothing. Do you have a backup uh, camera you can switch to to test? It's not the camera. I mean, do you, I can it, see it? But I'm not saying it's the camera. I, I, it could be the capture device. It's. I'm. I'm looking at the capture in Discord, and it's fine. It's like flawless. Like you know how you can test. So the all the answers no, but secondly, it's it's not this. I've run into this with Destiny Community Podcast too, but it's just Discord craps out. So no, no alternative camera, just just a test. Uh, I have no idea. Okay. Where there'd be a web, maybe the okay. Only uh, thing why we don't can... you do you want to just switch over to a an audio call? Yeah, let, let's do this. Let's um, see how that sounds. Turn off camera and. Does that help the audio? Well, yeah. That's uh, uh, let's let's figure it out. Let's go through it and see. Yeah, can, can you talk a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is doing audio only helping? It um, is not. Your audio still coming all exactly. jangle jangled. It's this dude. By the way, Kevin, I see in Discord, it's giving me. I don't know why it says there's like a 241 milliseconds something. You know what that connection bar is telling me? Uh, there should be a b indicator right above your name that says the like video connected. And it's like green or yeah, that's what I'm saying. Months. It's red and it says two thirty six. Oh shit! You know what that's... it sounds like? It sounds like it's your internet connection. Mm, that's, that's weird. <laughs> it's not though. My I just tested my internet. Huh. I don't. I, it is. It is just Discord. Um, <laughs> Live TV. Yeah. All right. I mean, let's just let's just try to keep going forward. Yeah, uh, all the garbage truck on fire. Uh, Kev, type to me in chat. Discord when you need to as well. Oh, or maybe you can't. I but... can't, but you have Slack with us, right? I have Slack. All right, yes. I'll type in KFGD Slack. Okay. I don't have that channel. Just type <laughs> We're doing great. We're doing it. Let's just keep going forward now. Let's keep trying. I uh, just, never mind. Okay, great. Great. Well, we're talking about Stadia. Yeah, it's good that Madden and FIFA are coming because those are two games that people definitely don't necessarily want to buy new consoles for. But now that they theoretically have an option that is console free, that is a good get for them. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be <laughs> hesitant to speak unless told that it's okay. We got to work together here, Freya. We do, it's going to be... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, sorry, Fran. At this point, the only thing we could do is is restart your computer fully. Uh, just, I mean, that's I think... that's the only 
you know, because you've restarted Discord twice yeah, now. It's not that. It's so let's just keep going forward then. Yeah, let's just exactly. Yeah. So just go ahead go and you can talk and like I'll, normal. I'll keep... mm-hmm. And we'll We're ask you to repeat if it cuts out. Yeah. Okay. We'll blame friend internet connection, which is probably the problem. It's definitely not that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I I do think like the key to city success is getting those casual games that are casual, maybe not more mainstream games that do not necessarily people should not have to buy a new console for, or at least they think they should not have to buy a new console for. So if they get those games on the regular and it becomes a place like, oh, I really want to play Madden or I want to play FIFA, but I don't want to buy a even a PS4 or a PS5 or whatever, then that is the key to that thing's success. It's just, can they do that yeah. with regularity is the main question. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, I think you're basically saying it. it's about the games mm-hmm. and... They finally are getting some games, even if they're older, but they're good games. Yes. So we're getting there. Yeah, and they did announce like new games that are first on Stadia. So they're making those deals. But I feel like what the service needs right now is they sh- they need that big first party thing. That big like Stadia AAA event title that it's going to be many years away. They started a little too late getting all those like studios made and hired and all that stuff. But once they show that, that'll be the big thing of, Oh, I can only do this on, or only get this on Stadia. So now this is a viable alternative to buying a new console. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, uh, I thought the connect, yeah, was good for those games, but we're still, you know, we need to hear about some exclusive games and just big new games that are coming out. Um, and it still seems like we're waiting for that connect. Yeah. Hopefully. I, what did you think of it? Did you actually watch the connect uh, itself, or I was like prepping for this morning still um, mm-hmm. for the show, so I did out of the corner of my eyes. So I watched. I watched it sort of. Yeah. <laughs> so like, but you when, mean the other games? Well, I I mainly want like want to talk about the actual video production quality of it because like. They all they're all working from home, so there's no like big stadia set for this one, no white room or whatever. It'll Phil Harrison like us with a video camera pointed at him. But for some reason, like Harrison had his web camera pointed up like this, like way too high. Yeah. <laughs> the favorite, yeah. When the webcam's sitting under your monitor. It's like there was like a ton of headroom above him, and it's like just just point it down a little bit. I don't understand why you need to do it this way. It's yeah, gonna... I know. Yeah, it's funny. I was watching it, and uh, I'm not going to go into the whole like video producer side of it that I often do, but I was like, I know that it's like wild times for everybody, but um, get Phil Harrison a camera like this. It's not super complicated. And, uh, you know, I felt like they should have had, uh, it was fine. But yeah. yeah, like I feel like, you know, like KFGD looks and sounds better probably, right? So, <laughs> except for my connection. <laughs> Uh, barring today, yes, it generally looks and sounds pretty good. I got green bars in Discord all of a sudden. Let's hope it keeps up. I mean, you're looking and sounding great. So, yeah. by I'm the way, I know it's you know early for a lot of people, but it's lunch somewhere. Uh, it's also five p.m. somewhere. So you got to take a shot every time my connection goes bad. Chat. Woo! <laughs> you are going to kill people. What are you doing? <laughs> it's going to be that bad. Okay. Okay. Well, hold on. We're going to take advantage of the moment right now and. Go, go on to the next story. Okay. The official PlayStation magazine is say, saying that they will have PS5 news in June. 
However, they're also warning, not going to be as big a deal as the rumors are making it sound. So let's go to the actual story first. This is from PlayStation Lifestyle. It was written by Chandler Wood. The official PlayStation magazine may have just given us a better timeline for when we can expect to see Sony reveal a PS5 in its entirety. In its June issue, available now digitally on sale physically early next month, it's confirmed that the July issue would reveal the latest games coming to PlayStation 5 and how they'll play. The OPM July 2020 issue will go on sale physically June 2nd, but will be available digitally shortly before that, more or less confirming the speculation that Sony is getting ready for a PS5 reveal sometime in May. Don't know that I agree with that, but sure, let's keep going. After all, Sony will want to unveil the details of the next-gen console itself ahead of a discussion about PS5 games. Also don't agree with that. Quote, it's coming. The next-gen starts next issue as we reveal the latest games coming to PS5 and how they'll play. Stays to the full teaser for the next issue of the official PlayStation magazine. This lines up with Microsoft's Phil Spencer saying that next-gen games will start getting revealed soon and paves the way for a big marketing push in the second half of 2020, leading to both next-gen consoles releasing in holiday 2020. We've already seen third parties face difficulty in marketing their own games, given the quietness of Sony's part. The Cyberpunk 2077 developer CD Projekt Red saying it was not able to jump the gun ahead of Sony's reveal and announcements. Knowing now that we will have a bunch of PS games revealed at the end of May, all confirms Sony will have to some kind of reveal ahead of that time. What it, What is unknown right now is if OPM will have exclusives on those PS5 game reveals or if they will come through other channels as well. Curiously, OPM is part of the Future Network, a media organization that also owns Games Radar. Games Radar is holding the Future Gaming Show in June, which could hint at a digital event will show off a bunch of next-gen titles. If Sony is spending a wider and more marketable PS5 reveal sometime in May, it will probably start hyping the event to make sure it makes it on the people's calendars. There, though there's every possibility they would drop it randomly like a dual sense reveal. In the age of pandemics, I said with marketing plays, anything is possible. So that was that story. Since then, mm-hmm. OPM UK has gone onto Twitter and really had two tweets that kind of temper expectations a little bit. There are stories, the first tweet, there are some stories circulating of us revealing Horizon Zero Dawn 2 in our new, new issue, not on sale until next week. The cover story references a new comment from Titan, which continues after the game. It seems some people are getting carried away. The second tweet, there will be PS5 games coverage in the issue on sale in July, but this is not a reference to a Sony event. So, the current rumor, Fran, is that Sony is planning some sort of May event. I don't know where that rumor actually originated. <laughs> I Those are the best. <laughs> yeah, I assume that, like, yes, logically, it makes sense that they are going to have something in the next month or two because under normal circumstances it would have made sense that they would have had some reveal ahead of e3 yeah probably ahead of e3 there was always like the right after as well option um to kind of to do cleanup like right see everything that microsoft had again e3 is not happening but like i would have expected the same thing one of those two mid-july uh or late may right that being said, you know, like, you know, there's a few details of this story, so maybe I may have pieced these together wrong. But it, it, like when I looked at that tweet about, oh, it's coming June, you know, we're going to round up the PlayStation 5 games coming out, um, the latest. Like, that just sounds like you're going to take all the games you know about and do an issue about it, right? Yeah, that's what like I also we, assume, too. How often have we done that in our careers? It's like, okay, PlayStation 5's out. We need some ideas for, for June. You know, let's just do a roundup of all the PlayStation games. Mm-hmm. Jeff so, Grubb is... could have been that. Jeff Grubb of GamesBeat is in our You're Wrong, dropping the dates 
which I'm I'm guessing this is a Jeff Grubb special mm-hmm. of June 4th for the PS event, May 5th for the Xbox event. Nintendo Direct is Ellipses. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, for an Xbox event, did we? That were that would have to be in a couple of. I mean, granted, like they don't have to invite people anywhere. Is that a rumor? I don't. I feel like it is Jeff Grubb telling us things. Okay. But (laughs) yeah, I honestly, yeah, that's the thing. They could just drop it one random day and say, like, yeah, here's the reveal event for all our stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, being sad as I'm um, putting my thinking cap on. Uh, and again, if I seem a little off, it's because I never know if my audio is coming through Imran, and I, I'm panicking about the we'll whole situation. We'll let you know. Still, yeah, I know. You're a little robot, um, but you're fine. We can hear you. Okay, but um, but yeah, as I think about it, I'm like, you know, man, it is it is May, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, time flies when you're at home. Um, but yeah, it's it's about time for the Xbox event. So yeah. that I believe probably coming up. You know, weeks away, maybe that'd be crazy next week. Um, PlayStation, I still don't know about. I, I don't know what to believe. Like, I feel like Sony, the way they've been, it could be in July for all we know. You know? Yeah, I mean, they could hold it whenever. Like, yeah, I I personally believe just based on traditionally when you would want to reveal a console, they are already kind of pushing from when the marketing and pre-orders and all that need to start. But also, they're in a situation where, like, we got that Bloomberg story a couple of weeks ago where we don't actually know, or Sony doesn't know really how many PS5s they can produce right now. So, it, yeah. like, they could stand to wait a little bit until they have a couple more things shored up, until they really nail the console design if they want to do that, until they know what they're going to be able to produce. Yeah. I mean, that being said, like, yeah, everything is uncertain these days. So, that that's a given. So, I, I do. People often ask me that, you know, uh, they're, they're coming in the chat. They're like, oh, you think PS5 is like going to come out this year because of all this or Xbox? And I'm, I think everybody, and I'm curious if you're still thinking the same thing, but it feels like, look, I think everybody wants to meet Holiday regardless. You know, mm-hmm. Microsoft wants to meet it. Sony wants to meet it. Despite shortages, they may just be in short supply. Um, but I feel like it's definitely still going to come out in November. I'm just guessing. I, you know, I but... think they'll move Hell on Earth to get it out in November. But, like, you can move Hell on Earth and still not <laughs> be able to do it. Like, Eves Gimo was out the other day saying he, if the consoles get la- or get delayed, they'll delay launch games as well. I don't yeah, think he yeah. would say that if he didn't think there was a decent chance they might get delayed. Yeah. Like I said, I, anything could happen. I think there's the, the, the way this world is tracking this year. Like, sure, we may not see a console launch until next March. I wouldn't write it off. But I do believe that we're st- it's still a bit early. Like we're we're all still experiencing. The, I mean, the impacts are still coming. Right. Like we we don't know what life looks like in two months across the globe, and so because of that, yeah, we don't know. I think that's where they're at too. Is let's see where we're at in the summer with production, with people in the factories, and all the above. But um, that being said, um, I, my question to you was: Do you feel like? If there is a, a pretty big shortage, like let's call it old school, it's sold out. You know, remember when trying to get what was it, PS two or three? It was like tough to get. Yeah. Um, do you feel like that's okay and just get it out the door, or better to hold it until like you can get one in everybody's hands? That Normally, I would say hold it, mm-hmm. and just in a general like it's it's good to have a healthier product than not. But in this situation, in this generational transition specifically. 
where we're looking at a lot of cross-gen games, it might make sense to just like, yeah, this is a thing that if you can get it, great. But if not, you're going to be not going to be totally left out in the cold. There will still be some games that you yeah. can play this winter. And like, when you do eventually get those consoles, those same games will still like deliver the better version. You don't have right. to rebuy Watch Dogs Legion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you bring up the most important point, which is why am I buying these consoles right now? Like, I mean, we still need to know what are these big games? You know, obviously we know about Halo. Um, but we, as we were talking about, it's not like Cyberpunk's going to be on PS5 this holiday, if you know, from the sound of it. So, but you know, it is why are we buying isn't. them? Like they, they did announce smart delivery for Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. I think, based on their statements of like we can't get ahead of Sony's own marketing, it probably is the same case that they will have a a PS5 version that is essentially just the PS4 version mm-hmm. that is playable on the PS5, but yeah, better in every way. So, I yeah, but that's not like a custom yeah. PS5 game. But even even then, my point was that's just like another third party game that you can already get. Like you're saying, you can get it on PS4. But what is the what are the selling points? Why am I getting a PS5? You know, it's got to be. I would bet the most like most of the bespoke PS5 exclusives are going to come from Sony. Like they're yeah. they have said we're actually absolutely going to have PS5 exclusives. I don't. I don't think a lot of developers are eager right now to just move off a very well-selling PS4 and start over immediately. So, but Sony does have a financial interest in like having a Horizon 2 early on. So we'll see yeah. how that works out. Like, exactly. Where has it's going to be a couple of years before they actually do it? Yeah, but if that is the announcement, you know, that's one of the biggest rumors that there's a huge Horizon Zero Dawn coming yeah. sequel. It's a, if that's ready, and yeah, if it's all ready, then awesome. You know, then I'm all in, and I, I want that as soon as possible. But my point was like, if they don't have a super strong lineup at right at launch, which happens a lot, but all the there's tons of cross gen stuff, cool. But like, if there's shortages, my point was like, may, you know, I'd be okay waiting until yeah. you've got Horizon Zero Dawn two, and you've got whatever i got a war remaster i've been playing god of war recently and i was like i want to see that on PS5, that would be an interesting strategy yeah. honestly like let's say that they do launch this year with a limited number of consoles like a couple of hundred thousand and oh <laughs> it, it wouldn't <laughs> be great scary like, like yeah. or a million worldwide or whatever yeah yeah but they it's delay the launch millions. lineup for another six months it is possible people will just buy those consoles anticipating a launch lineup later yeah but oh, like totally. Like, it's not that it won't have any games, it's the games, like, the exclusives will be a, a while off, which is yeah. not, like, absurd. We've had that situation before of, like... Yeah, that used to be the strategy. Yeah, like, the launch window. Uh, yeah, we've got these the- big games coming next year, but it's out now, and, you know... Uh, it's funny, I always think of, uh, was it PS2? That fu- What's that Fireworks game? I bring it up all the time. There was, like... There was, like, this launch game that had... It was about, like, fireworks. I can't remember. I'll look it up. But uh, it was not a strong launch lineup, and you knew that that stuff was coming, and that was just how it was then. You'd be like, "Yeah, I'm all in." You know? Yeah, I'm all in until until we get the big stuff. Yeah, launch buyers are generally your more passionate buyers. They're Fanta not Vision. people who like. Yeah. Thank you, Chat. Fantavision. I don't know. Fantavision. Oh, Fantavision was cool, but yeah, yeah. But that was like one of the big launch titles. People who buy assistance at launch are generally people who are bought in are from the beginning. They're big fans of the console or. A big game they see in the future i don't think you're gonna have trouble selling those systems even if you did delay the big games for a while like you still need some things like remember god what now that we're talking about launch games remember pain 
Remember that weird game for the PS3 that was just like I remember essentially yes. Angry Birds plus Burnout Takedown. Hmm. Vaguely. It, it, but like it wasn't a great game, but it, like I remember people celebrating it and people like at the launch of PS3 going, Oh, Pain looks amazing. <laughs> because it was one of the only things to play early on. So yeah. I could see the logic of let's put out some smaller stuff here right now, some more experimental things, and then as we go further on, then we'll put out the big things once the world the world economy is available to in the mm. system is like yeah. has an install base to support it for the real things. But yep. yeah, who knows, right? This like, it's all a big question mark. I'm excited either way. I mean, I, I think we're all in that boat. We we could use a win this year, so I'd love to see yeah. the consoles launch. I'm more in that boat actually, which is um, I think some people would just love to have PS5, and like I know that shortage is also it sucks. You know, when you want it and you're waiting months to get it, and somebody has it just because they whatever they managed to get the shipment or they got in line early. But um, I don't know. I'd like to just see see them come out this year i'm ready for the next gen drum to start beating maybe that's the way to put it the longer we wait there's always you know it takes some time before developers right really start competing on those new platforms and all that so the sooner the better yeah have you ever waited in line for a console oh yeah but i used to uh unfortunately uh used to be recording you know the launch event on camera and i'd be running around with the camera plus waiting in line oddly enough like have done both i did that for playstation yeah i think it was three i was at best buy i did the we launch events but usually yeah i was like trying to like put up a launch video and interview people in line but um i'm trying to remember if i ever wasn't working at the same time and i, I don't think those it ever existed for me um so i don't know sort of i guess i think the last time i did it was the we because i i camped out at Walmart the day of because they weren't taking pre-orders. And I remember like, I think it was a couple and their kid were also in line and they took out three entire spots and sold those spots for like uh, extra games for people to buy them. I was like, that's really smart. And that mm. would not work at all these days because people just yeah. kind of people, I'm more likely to pre-order on, on Amazon or something like that than I am to wait yeah. in line for a system. But it would be oh, interesting yeah. to go back to those like, those days of sit in the Walmart garden section for an entire day to get your console. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to go back to that. But uh, <laughs> anyway, let's just keep our fingers crossed. But hopefully sooner than later we get the um, the launch reveals. Like that, you know, it's funny. We're thinking so far forward now where the conversation's gone. But I just want to see the, the games, the exclusives, even if it's for next year, right? Like I, I you know, joked or dreamt about the God of War remaster. That's just something I want. Like just... I want some news like that that I can be super excited for these new platforms. Certainly for Xbox, who's they've been on such a good track. But I'm still like, I mean, I'm excited for Halo, but I, I need to see why do I need a Series X and what are your big new first-party games that I'm excited about. Yeah. One game that is probably likely to come to PlayStation 5 is the Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two sequel, whatever you want to call it. They might be taking a little bit longer or shorter, depending on how you want to view the framing of it. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII headline, remake. right? Yeah, Final Fantasy VII remake creator says the project might be broken in shorter stories to get it out quicker. This is from Chris Carter at Destructoid. Now that the initial batch of Final Fantasy VII remake sales are in the rear view window, director Tetsuya, Tetsuya Nomura and producer Yoshinori Kitase are finally starting to open up about where the team could go from here. It's just as confusing as some of us expected. Small warning: there are like. There's some implications in the story about the ending of Final Fantasy VII, so if you want to bail out now, 
Like, I don't, I'm not going to read anything that's going to be a... I haven't baited yet. Spoiler. You can't... <laughs> There's some implications here that, like, if you want to bail out, bail out now. Are you talking uh, to me? Or anyone. I yeah. mean, I beat the original. Like, um, wait, 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 wait. Let's just be clear before anyone bails. Are you saying there's spoilers for Final Fantasy VII in this story? No, there's some spoilers you, for Final Fantasy VII remake or implications about it. Okay, can you avoid them? <laughs> I can leave that part out. It's tangential to the rest of it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not used to there being, like, a headline where you 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 can't, like... You know what I mean? Like I thought this was just about this coming to PS5. But no, here. it's it's a it's about the further games. But this, this is there's a quote in here that's okay. is related to the further games. So do this for me, because I'll respond to can you read the part that doesn't have the spoilers and then say, Fran, take your headphones off for the part. I'm sure. serious. Sure. I'm serious. <laughs> All right. I didn't sign up for a spoiler today. <laughs> Despite the fact that the initial release covers far less than disc one of the original game, which is fine in theory, Square Enix has been mum on any sort of timeline for future installments, as well as how much ground those future episodes might cover. In fact, they were pretty remiss to even mention that it would arrive in installments for some time. But recently in the Ultimania book that went up for sale in Japan, Nomura, as translated by Twitter user Aitai Kimochi, spoke about what the next part could entail. In response, Nomura explained that if we divide the story into large parts, it'll take longer to make. And that if we divide into more detailed, smaller sections, then developing it will be faster. He goes on to say that he hopes to release next part ASAP. Kitase clarifies that although they aren't set on how many parts it will be, there is, quote, widespread speculation that it will be a trilogy and leaves it at that. Okay, now, Fran, I'm going to say the part that okay, maybe right. slight spoilers. That's fine. And just wave me back on for the... Gotcha. Also, all of those wild, quote, are they completely changing the story assumptions might be just that, assumptions. Kitase says that, quote, we are not drastically changing the story to make it into something completely different than the original. Even though it's a remake, please assume the story of FO7 will continue as FO7 always has. I love it. See, that works for everybody else, though. There might be people out there. They're like, oh, good, I took the wave. Unless you're an audio listener, then who knows? Yeah. But otherwise, yes. Fran, what do you think about the idea of Final Fantasy VII being smaller chunks that come out faster versus larger chunks? That yeah, I mean, that's the main... Uh, obviously, I didn't hear the end part, but that's the main part of this story, right? Is how long is it going to take to get the story complete and out in in the remake fashion they've done, right? Yeah. it's It was never going to uh, be a yearly thing, but I think, like, this yeah. is them saying it might take a little bit longer than that if we want to get... Like, it's not going to be... The rest of the game won't be the entirety of disc one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to play remake because I want to stream it. So I, you know, funnily enough, been trying to give people enough time to hopefully play it and have fewer people that uh, it wouldn't be a spoiler to play it on stream. But anyway, um, I, I'm first of all surprised that Square, like it seems like they moved heaven and earth to create an amazing, you know, remake product. That's the sense I'm getting. But when I see this, I'm like. They don't even still have the plan for the next one. It seems like it was just so much energy getting to here. And you know what I mean? They sort of hit – it sounds like they hit the finish line. They're like, woo, we did it. And then they're like, now what? And, like, that's not normally how this would go, yeah. right? You'd normally be like, no, like, here's our production timeline. Uh, we'll be done, right, by March of 2020. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll throw out the next one in um, 2022. And uh, it, But it sounds like they don't know because – doing what they did maybe a lot changed along the way but so 
uh, my, my answer after, first of all, being surprised they don't quite have the plan and production timeline <laughs> mm-hmm. is I'm okay with shorter stuff, especially, you know, a game like this, but it's got to be priced right. And you get into this re- weird world of like the consumer expectation, right? You're going to come out of this huge, you know, win that they just had. Um, you know, I, uh, what was it like 40 to 80 hours, depending on how you play it or how long or, was it? Like 30, I think is like okay. more likely for a first okay. playthrough. So 30 to 40 hours for yeah. someone like me, probably <laughs> you got to spend time on those menus, you know, which you are touch all the time. Box. Yes. But, um, but anyway, you know, what if they come out and then like the next thing is like six hours and then you're like, well, is it a, is it a fifth of the price? You know, I don't think so... they're gonna do it that way. I think like they're looking at this like it's Mass Effect, that the next game is a full sequel. It's not just the next part of the story. It is a full sequel game. I oh, that's what your your quote might have been about, huh? Yeah, I don't think they're like what they're looking at is if the next game is like like expanded like Midgar is. That is going to take a lot longer to do than it would be if they were just like. To straight up just do the entire game as it was mm-hmm. or it's hard to tell exactly what exactly what they're thinking here mm-hmm. but they're basically saying this could take a lot longer than we think assuming we want to keep the same level of expansion and quality of the first game oh, which yeah. yeah and i'm i'm down for that which is like you gotta wait you know we already waited so long for this and like um i mean i think that's okay depending on how remake ends yeah like do you feel like you're at some cliffhanger, you know? Well, that wouldn't be a spoiler, right? Like, if you've never played Final Fantasy, do you feel like Final Fantasy VII Remake really leaves you hanging? I will tell you that people who play <laughs> Final, who have never played Final Fantasy VII are very confused by the end of that game. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, like, to wait years... Actually, even then, I think waiting a few years is, like, okay. Like, you know... <laughs> Chief, where are you going? I'm going to finish this, you know, like it's not the first time that we've been left waiting for a sequel. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't I don't know without having played remake, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I feel okay waiting because I, I play so many different games. I'm like, yeah, okay. That was an amazing I, experience. I'll wait. I'm very eager for the sequel. I think they will keep making games as long as they keep selling really well. So yeah. I don't well, think they will go well. too wild with it. Like we're not going to get Final Fantasy 7, 15, or what, however far they go with it, but I I think three is probably not realistic. Four or five probably sounds more likely. Number of releases? Yes. Holy crap. That's just like, yeah, that's where you're getting into territory. Are you talking about, what do you think, the next, like, you know, ten years? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I think it's gonna, it'll be a parallel series to the Final Fantasy series. I mean, that'd be incredible, though. Like, if they could keep this up for the next ten years, that doesn't sound like the square that we've ever seen for decades though. Meaning now you've got to keep up production on this, which is a little like we see um, Capcom is adapted to, right? They got the remake teams doing this incredible work. And meanwhile, we have to assume there's a first person Final Fantasy, or sorry, first person Resident Evil 8 happening out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got these things moving in parallel, but meaning in the past square has just struggled to figure out, yeah, what is Final Fantasy, you know, 16 and 17. And it's taken sometimes, yeah, five, seven years or whatever to get those things. So when you say four, you know, four games in 10 years, just for the remakes, not even including what other stuff is, Mm-hmm. Like, do you believe there's other Final Fantasy? You know, yes. not not online. Yeah, like I believe they're making it, like other Final Fantasy games. 
I feel like this is the right their non-anthology Final Fantasy game, which is an actual series with an identity. And then yeah. they have the other Final Fantasy like main series, which is what they, they'll experiment with, however they like the team see fit. Yeah, I hope that does happen because that would be so cool. Yeah, to have this reliability of this amazing work that they seemingly have done with remake, and just keep that going. And then we also have our new Final Fantasy stuff coming down the pike whenever that is. And wow, what a world that would be! I, I, I'm just saying, I don't feel like I've seen a square like that since. I mean, maybe in the '90s and when they had so many different, you know products coming out uh, yeah i have to go back and look at the timeline but i'll be know. honest i trust them like they took five years to make this game and it was a, a weird development where they restarted over certain things and i trust them to take as long as they need to because i really like this game so assuming they don't biff it for the next one i'm fine with them taking as long i'll be alive presumably so why not let's see i don't yeah. mind waiting yeah but money is the main reason they'll probably keep like faffing about on that a little and speaking of money why don't we talk just about business. ads for a little bit <laughs> so we're kind of funny games daily is brought to you today by old spice this episode of kind of funny games daily is sponsored by old spice pomade old spice putty and old spice styling gel because great hair always wins your hair says a lot about you and with old spice pomade you can make it say the right thing tim has been using old spice pomade for a while now and he loves the look and hold he gets from it also it smells really good and gia likes that old spice pomade with medium hold gives you a hair and a clean cut matte finish it tim has loved this thing and he is gunning i think fran for your best hair in the business title i think <laughs> you need to be worried i think tim is like jealous really? of it and he, with old spice pomade i think he's gonna make it oh maybe it's that good all right Again, thank you, Old Spice, for sponsoring this video. Try Old Spice Pomade, Old Spice Putty, or Old Spice Styling Gel. Let us know the hold that works best for you. Old Spice Hair Pomade. Great hair always wins. All right, let's get back to the stories. That was Final Fantasy. Yeah. So I do think FM7 will eventually come to next-gen consoles next year. Mm. Probably, like I think it'll be a PS5, obviously. PC, they've already announced. Yeah, so Xbox, Xbox Series X, I think, is a logical one as well. Yeah, you have to assume exactly that they've been working on the PC port, um, and it shouldn't be, hopefully, too difficult to get out, you know, those versions. So, uh, like, with any luck, if consoles come out, and maybe we're talking March of next year for, for those, who knows, but mm -hmm. um, hopefully. And I think those games could really be improved by next-gen consoles based on, like, the loading issues that Final Fantasy VII tends to have. And that is one of the things that Phil Spencer is very excited about next gen. And he talks about why he's so excited for the console. This is from GameSpot by Eddie McCooch. Microsoft's next generation console, the Xbox Series X, is releasing later this year. And Xbox bo boss, Xbox boss, Phil Spencer, believes it could offer significant change for gaming. He recently said on social media that the Xbox Series X could usher in a way to change games that feel as dramatic as a shift from 2D to 3D. Writing on Twitter, Spencer, Spencer said the feel of games for Xbox Series X will be so much better thanks to systems advanced CPU and more. Quote, in my view, the feel of games this upcoming generation will change as dramatically as any since 2D to 3D given CPU upgrade, DLI, memory bandwidth, and, and SSD, he said. Spencer added that he is also personally looking forward to the advantages that ray tracing allow for on the console while he, is, while he also called out dynamic latency input DLI. This is a new technology that allows the controller to remain in sync with the game better than before for analog and digital inputs. 
quote, the most up-to-date input arrives at the console just before it's needed by the game. The result, significantly lower controller latency, Microsoft said of this new technology. So basically, Spencer's big talking the like glow up next generation is going to have based on this new technology. Fran, does any of this excite you? It does. You know, it's funny. I hadn't heard about um, DLI or dynamic latency input. Uh, had you heard much about it? It sounds a bit like the negative latency concepts, right? That Stadia, like the predictive stuff. Um, yeah. Is that, I mean, it sounds... Do you know like, much about this? I, I don't. I, I'm... I don't. This is actually the first time I'm hearing of it. There is technology that's... I mean, it's been technology for a long time where emulators kind of predict your next move. So, and they kind of roll it back if it's not what you actually input. I don't know if that's exactly what this is, but... Yeah, it... Yeah. But that does sound exciting. Again, it says this new technology that allows the controller to remain in sync with the game better uh, than before for analog and digital inputs. Uh, the most up-to-date input arrives at the console just before it's needed by the game. Uh... So, yeah, I don't know how that works with me pressing the button and it just, like, <laughs> working quickly. But, uh, anyway, stuff like that, um, they're, they're, they seem minor, but, yeah, like, I, I love that he's talking about a next-generation feel because yes. that is that is what I want because, as, yeah, I often talk about it. I already play on PC. Um, you know, yes, there's some differences between loading off an SSD, right? We already see improvements like that even on your, you know, PlayStation 4 if you put one in it. But... Um, when you get a totally, wholly integrated next-gen, you know, system and everything's built for it. I mean, yeah, like, I, that's that's what I'm excited about is the, you know, the first, when whatever, I turn on my PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and they're instantaneous. And I, you know, instead of going to the cross-media bar and then that loads, right? And then mm -hmm. the next thing loads. Like, even for PC, we go through that. So I would love to see a world where things feel truly you know next gen and look next gen obviously with ray tracing too i'm very hopeful that having one architecture that people are building on and optimizing ray tracing for because i um you know i have a rtx cards in my pc but even then when i turn on ray tracing i'm like oh boy what's gonna happen you know how's it gonna run yeah um so hopefully the you know the consoles are just it's built in and it's you know it's flawless quote unquote but um, I'm, I'm excited about all that stuff. Yeah, I like that they're talking about next-gen feel because, like, that's honestly a thing that would probably sell me or it sells me to be excited about next-gen. Because, like, okay, usually I buy next-gen consoles not because I necessarily... Like, obviously, graphics are better and that's good. But the thing that will get me excited is this feels different. This is a new experience. I buy them because the games are there. That's where, like, new video games are going to come out in the new systems, so I'm going to buy the new systems. This is... New video games are going to come out, and those video games are going to actually be different because of the technology involved. Yeah. And I'm glad that they're, like, packaging it that way. Yeah, so actually, you know, it's funny. They do, uh, you know, the link. If you hit the link and go to the Xbox story, they have an infographic on there that talks yeah. about every millisecond matters, which, by the way, is a line I love. I, mm -hmm. I uh, you know, do video production and editing, but I always say every frame matters, which is you know, milliseconds too, but um, I can relate to that. But it talks about the controller. It has a fast getting input on the controller. It says the controller captures button presses as fast as two milliseconds. 
and then that is sent via high bandwidth Xbox wireless protocol. So obviously having their own custom, you know, yeah. uh, not Wi-Fi, but radio, whatever. Um, and then they say that the latency pipeline, um, once it gets to the Xbox Series X, that's where you know things start to improve a bit or whatever. But uh, it says titles receive instantaneous input via DLI. Uh, redesign new input software stack with focus on latency, fully decoupled frame buffering and latency. So a lot of fancy terms, uh, and all this ends to you know go, the possibility, by the way, of playing at 120 frames a second. We know there's new TVs coming out with HDMI 2.1, so that's a part of this too. Is I think if you have this awesome setup as well, that's something else I'm super excited about for next yeah. gen. Is if you get 120 you know, Hertz or higher TV, you know, and can play at 120 frames. Oh, that's super exciting on a console. Never mind 60. Let's let's yeah. go 120, baby. And that's that's great, especially if you're in like competitive FPSs and games like that, because those that refresh rate in milliseconds and like latency matters a bunch. Especially for a game like say Valorant. And I don't know if you've been playing a lot of Valorant for yeah. mm-hmm. but they they've had a bit of a kerfuffle in terms of their anti-cheat devices on PCs. Yes. They've recently come out and actually made a statement regard in regards to how they plan to change that going forward. Hmm. This is from Luke Plunkett at Kotaku. Riot's new shooter, Valorant, pissed a lot of people off recently with what was perceived as a heavy-handed approach to cheat protection. A new update to the game will make some of that easier for players to manage. And a Reddit post that leaves with, quote, well, we normally don't plan on documenting changes to Vanguard, unquote, indicating just how much is blew up amongst the game's community. Riot have announced some changes with to the Vanguard anti-cheat system, that two weeks ago, the company were content to defend as it was. The biggest change addresses players' concern that Vanguard was always running in the background of your system, regardless of whether you were playing Valorant or not. Players will now be able to disable Vanguard at any time on the proviso that you, can play the, you can't play the game without it, and that if you uninstall the program, which is now easier to do thanks to a new system tray icon, will be reinstalled the, the second you fire up the game. There's also an explanation as to why, in some instances, Vanguard isn't playing nice with software that's already installed on their PC, while stressing, quote, most players will never run into such a scenario. These changes have been implemented as of today. Oh, cool. So it's out there in the wild. Yeah, the, the short story here, right, was um, a lot of these games have anti-cheat, right? Everybody's got their version of anti-cheat. Fortnite has one, and et cetera. But it's installing something pretty intrusive and people very quick to start spotting. They're like, wait, this thing's always running. I'm not even playing Valorant, you know? And then it became, it felt almost like spyware to some people. Um, you know, my, my thoughts on the matter are as long as it's not that, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and not opening doors as well for people then to like somehow hack into that. But it, it it's, it wasn't great, but, um, yes, coming up with a solution just disable it when you're not playing i think is yeah make it very obvious like i'm running valorant and i'm running vanguard and do like literally just like when i run blizzard's app alongside overwatch like it's very clear to me well those the i was thinking that blizzard has its anti-cheat stuff too but the point is make it very transparent let people turn that stuff on and off and um hopefully this will make people a bit happier because some people were very very upset about this but it's Cheaters a double-edged suck. sword. Yeah. It ruins the experience for everybody though. So I I, I think you have to kind of go to these great lengths and this has kind of been a side effect, you know. I think they they didn't want you to know that it was running if you're a cheater in the background because then it would you'd be quicker to hack it. Yeah. Um but because of that though, some people are like, "Wait, like you should have told me that this was running." 
I'm trying to do a Discord call. What if it's affecting it? Yeah, it's it's a double-edged sword because like if you want that game to become a big competitive game like Counter-Strike, you need to come down hard on cheaters in the get-go. But the harder you come down, the more difficult it is to like yeah. actually get a mainstream audience to be more interested in the game because it, it's like, yes, you're safer under a police state, but it's a police state, so it kind of sucks. Yeah, so I've exactly I play you know a lot of Destiny, um, Trials of Osiris. It's highly competitive mode is overrun with hackers. I think um, you could rightly say that like their anti cheat technology just isn't as good as some of these others. But again, lines they've had to walk, and and the way Destiny runs is also uh, tricky. I think because of the way the um, PVE and PVP works. But the point is, it's not good. It's overrun. It's to the point that um, on PC especially that um, I've been dissuaded to play because you're probably going to run into people cheating. Aimbots, people uh, seeing through walls, et cetera, and then I'm playing Warzone, and it's I have number of clips. It's happening in Warzone, like, and it sucks to lose to cheaters. Um, I saw somebody 360ing around like in a house for like 15 minutes, you know, and they're just looking through walls, like shooting, <laughs> getting kill after kill. Um, like they didn't even see them. They just on their map, you know, they could see the icon and they just shot that direction and getting it. It's so stupid. I don't know why anybody wants to play these games this way. But anyway, now it's in Valorant too. So it's, it's so endless and it's exhausting. So I wish people were just better in the world. You know, we're not going to see that. So, um, anti-cheats it's going to be around and um anyway i hope this change with vanguard is yeah is better and makes people happier because you're going to need anti-cheat and i'm okay with that is the point like you need a strong anti-cheat even if it is a little invasive so if there were cheaters in the persona 5 world they would almost certainly get a visit by the phantom thieves but we could actually <laughs> start seeing maybe some degree of that when koei tecmo is still saying they plan on localizing persona 5 scramble for america according to a uh, FY19, which is a financial year 19 report by Koei Tecmo, translated by Black Kite. This is from Chris Carter, instructor, by the way. The company is not only having a better year than the last fiscal period, but still plans on localizing a few things they've been mum on recently, including Scramble. According to the report, DLC is a cash cow for them. Sadly, DOA6's explo exploitative add-ons seem to be raking in the dough, and overseas sales have been increasing since the last report. With that in mind, Koei Tecmo intimates so they're stepping up their localization efforts including the impending neo 2 dlc and the aforementioned scramble koei tecmo games particularly of the brawler variety either obtain a worldwide release or arrive just several months after their japanese debut scramble seems to be the exception and hopefully we'll get a window sooner or later no doubt atlas has some sway in all these decisions too they've been ramping up their script localizations as of late so people who are still worried about persona 5 scramble because it did come out earlier this year in japan and has not had an american like, even a localization announcement confirmed, mm. they can at least be assured that Koei Tecmo is planning to do it. It's just not dated quite yet. Yeah, but that's the, I do think that's the only even without the release date, especially as rabid as Persona fans are. Say, hey, yes. we're, we're trying to get this together. We're trying to bring it to you, uh, or we will, just the to date to be announced, you know? Yeah, so, I assume they didn't want it so close to Persona, 4, or Persona 5 Royal, which mm -hmm. is probably the bigger thing they're focusing on and did do quite well in the NPD last week. So yeah. or last month rather. So that's probably the reason they're holding off. Also things are on fire. <laughs> I assume localization is harder than it. Like yeah. Atlas does other big games as well. And like, I would guess Yakuza is taking some priority right now in terms of localization. So mm -hmm. scramble is probably a little bit lower on that list, but 
it does seem like it's coming. So that's good. People don't have to worry. I think it's safe to say they're scrambling to get resources together to bring it to you as fast as possible. Fran, <laughs> I love that pun, and I would love to hear more puns, but those are so far away. If I wanted to know what's coming to the mom and grop shops today, where should I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Out today. Moving out is out on PS4, Xbox One, and a surprise launch on Game Pass as well. Switch and PC. The Inner Friend is out on PS4 and Xbox One. Telling Lies is out on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. SnowRunner is out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Sakura Wars out on PS- or PS4. Also another Sega RPG coming out today. Gun Crazy out on PS4. Gears Tactics is out on PC. I heard good things about that. It seems like a really cool XCOM-like. Uh, Daymare out on uh, Daymare 1998 out on PS4, Xbox One. Ghost Sweeper out on Xbox One. Ninja Club out on Switch. Doughty is out on PC. Winter War is out on PC and Mac. Unlanded is out on PC. Beyond the Underworld is out on PC. Wild Russia is out on PC. Maho Arms is out on PC. And Indivisible is out on Switch. Though apparently it was a big surprise to the developers who did not agree to release it on switch today and it's an older build and not the newer one on other consoles and pcs but it is 20 percent off so presumably they will patch in the other stuff at some point who knows <laughs> new dates star wars episode one racer has been delayed on ps4 until may 26th but still hitting switch on may 12th deadly premonition 2 launches on nintendo switch on july 10th for 50 dollars on an eShop. Destroy All Humans remake for PC, PS4, and Xbox One invades on July 28th. For deal of the day, today only there's a Best Buy sale on lots of video games for $8, including Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, hmm. Yakuza Kiwami, the Banner Saga Trilogy, and more until 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern. All right, we're going to skip reader mail today because this has been real long. I do want to get this one squad up in there. Uh, okay. This is from Frankfurter, who has a Twitch birthday stream for Lady Macbeth. It says, good morning, KFBS. I know yesterday was Greg's birthday, but today is one of the community members' birthdays, and her name is Lady Macbeth. To celebrate, we are going to do the do the few things we know how. Play games, drink, and stream. Tonight, we'll be playing a bunch of party games while she streams, so come join the audience, grab a brew, and help us celebrate one of the KFBS' birthdays. We'll be starting at 6 p.m. Pacific, so can't wait to see you there. That's Lady M-A-C-B-E-H-T-H, all one word. All right, let's check your wrong, where people have been telling us what we've gotten wrong throughout the show. Uh, let's see. There was that Jeff Grubb date drop, which we'll see how that's... Jeff Grubb was right <laughs> on the, the Nintendo Direct, so we'll see how he is about these things. Uh, rumor of the Sony myself. event probably came from a couple of weeks ago when Microsoft or Sony had originally planned for a May event, but that changed. Hmm, yeah. Looking. Uh... Yeah, we mostly didn't get things wrong. We're good. We're smart. Not bad. Not bad for a work from home underscore. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the things we got wrong were just, you know, Discord things. That's Discord's yeah. fault. Not it your is, internet. It's not my internet. I want to clear that up one more time. It's not my internet. <laughs> not Fran's internet. Hashtag not. Put, make that trend today that says not Fran's internet. 
<laughs> and then put it on a shirt. Not Fran's internet. I like it. All right. This week's hosts, you got Greg and Gary for a Widow Wednesday tomorrow, Greg and Blessing on Thursday, and Blessing and Tim on Friday. Remember, we're doing the sponsored Predator Hunting Ground stream today, 2 p.m., kind of funny, or twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. Also on Gamescast on Wednesday, we're recording the rehash of our 2020 predictions because a lot of things have changed since early February. If you want to write in and give us your 2020 predictions now, you can do that. Uh, we're discussing our predictions made for this year, where we're at with them. The episode will be made available later in the week at youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, but you can watch it live on Wednesday afternoon. All right, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. we got a Patreon post show for those who works up the silver level on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, so stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time.